My name is Derek Lynch. I'm lead pastor here at Blue Valley, and I'm happy to see each and every one of you here this evening. I didn't realize a lot of the things that were going to happen this evening were going to happen. Um, I have learned that if there are secret meetings taking place in the office during the Christmas season, that I will now ask more questions uh, than what I asked beforehand. But apparently, we're supposed to talk a little bit about about family traditions, and, and one of our family traditions um, every year at, uh, at the Lynch House is for um, my wife, my children, now my, my children-in-laws to say, Dad, you can't wear that. Um, maybe you've noticed my, my sweater uh, that I'm wearing. My wife um, went off the charts with me when she saw that this had been ordered from Amazon and begged me begged me not to wear it. But I reminded her that I grew up in a place, I kid you not, called Steely Holler, Oklahoma. And this is high fashion in Steely Holler, Oklahoma. As a matter of fact, this gets you elected mayor uh, where I came from. So I didn't see what the problem was with it. But they're really, really nervous that I'm, I'm not kidding, they're nervous that I'm wearing this uh, tonight. They come to the 11 o'clock service so they didn't have to put themselves through all of this, but they're nervous I'm wearing it, and, and it goes like, well, well Dad, um, people are, are going to see you wear that and think that you peaked emotionally in sixth grade, or <laughs> Dad, people are going to see that and think you're doing it intentionally to make some folks angry, and they're going to think you're ornery, or Dad, people are going to see you wear that, meet you for the first time, and think you're ridiculous. And my reply to them was, I did peak emotionally in sixth grade. I am ornery, and I am ridiculous. So in many ways, this, this uh, vest, this lovely vest, perfectly reveals everything that you need to know about me. It speaks, it, it speaks of me. Uh, the, the Dutch philosopher Erasmus said, Virum uh, vestis facet, virum vestis facet which is translated into a phrase that we all know, the clothes make the man. Uh, When you see people and the clothing choices they make, many times it speaks of them a great deal. And that is true, especially of the one that we are here to celebrate this evening, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking, obviously, about his earthly robes or his earthly garments. I'm talking about something far more profound. When John, the the man who wrote the Gospel of John, begins his reflection on the life of Christ. He begins by saying that this Jesus was, in fact, God, that he was the creator God, that he was the eternal God, that he was the sustainer God, that this God was Jesus. And he goes on later in the Gospel of John to say that this Jesus, this God, became flesh and dwelt among us. And then he goes on to say that when he took on this robe of flesh, that those of us who looked on to his life beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So what is John saying? John is saying that by taking on flesh, which is what we celebrate at Christmas, by taking on flesh... Jesus revealed perfectly who God was. I think many times we think that Jesus came to Bethlehem and came to the manger as, 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 as trying to hide from the world. And John tells us that when Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us, that he showed us exactly God. 
that it revealed who he was. Virum vesit fastus, the clothes of flesh did make the man and told us everything that we need to know about God. John says that when he took on flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. And then he uses two words, full of grace and truth. This is what he tells us about God. He tells us first by taking on this flesh that he is a God of grace. Listen, we all know what the religious enterprise is in the world in which we live. The religious enterprise in the world in which we live is we've got to work our way to God. Now, I, I'm, I've been doing this a long time, and I know, I know for a fact that many of you are here because your dinner is being held hostage. That, that if you did not come to, to worship services this evening, that you weren't going to get to eat or it was going to be a really drama-filled Christmas celebration. I get that there are people who are here against your will, and I want you to know it's okay. It really is. It's okay. I'm glad you're here. But you are probably addicted to this mindset that the religious enterprise is, is something where I have to work my way to God. So I'm coming here tonight on some level to kind of pay off God for something or to work my way to God. And what Christmas tells us when Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us is that is that, that is not how God understands what you and I might want to call religion or, or finding him. Jesus came, took on flesh, dwelt among us, and showed us that God is a God of grace, which means that he knows that it's ultimately a failure for us to pursue him. And so instead, he decided to pursue us. That's what Christmas is all about. When you look at that manger and when you celebrate this night and this season, it's all about celebrating a God who became flesh and dwelt among us. It's all about celebrating a God who robed himself in flesh so he could show us what he was like. And the first thing he shows us is that he is a God of grace. He's pursuing us. And he's pursuing every person in this room tonight. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Full of grace and truth. Now, the word truth is used by John... <laughs> more than any of the New Testament writers combined. He loves the word truth. And when you look at how the New Testament uses truth, many times it's, it's referencing a, a body of knowledge that is to be affirmed as true. So what we might call Christian doctrine, what we might call Christian theology is, is truth. But John uses it in a different way. John uses truth in its more upfront way as, as, as a fact to be acknowledged. So when he uses truth, when he says God took on flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, we saw what he was like because Jesus showed us that God is a God of grace and God is a God of truth. He is telling us that one of the things that Jesus becoming flesh and dwelling among us did is show us that God is real. God is real. This is a tough world in which we live. In fact, I'm, I'm 53 years old it is, it is tougher every single year. I mean, I, I close out every year thinking, man, it was worse in our world this year than what it was last year, and I have absolutely no hope, given the trajectory of the world, that I'm going to have a different opinion when we get to the end of 2020. But I will tell you this. My hope is not resting in what the world is able to accomplish or to give me. That's, that's not 
where my hope lies. So in spite of my generally pessimistic understanding of the world, I'm a very hopeful person. And the reason I'm a very hopeful person is because I believe in a God who is sovereign over all things. And I believe a, there is a God who is in control of all things. And, and I know that, that, that he is a God who is those kinds of things, not because I've studied theology in depth and I've done all of that, but the reason I have hope is because Jesus shows me that God is real. God is real. He took on flesh, dwelt among us to show us that God is real. There are times when philosophical arguments and theological arguments are needed, but sometimes you need to be able to reach out and touch something. And, and God knew that it was time to show that to the world, and so he sent us Jesus. He didn't come in disguise. He came to show us who God really, really was. He's a God of grace. He pursues us. And he's a God of truth. He's real. That's who Jesus is.